Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bankery Christian Fellowship Church. My name is Mark, pastor in training here, and it's my privilege to be able to, to share this morning with you, to, to be able to worship together, to be able to pray to God together, and to, to hear from His Word a little bit later on together. Uh, and, and this morning is a family service, which means we're all going to stick in here together, um, so all ages. And if that means a little bit of extra noise, well, that's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing to hear noise from, from kids and certain adults as well. Um, so it's, it's great to come together. And if you do feel you need to get out, if you need a, a quieter space, feel free to use the atrium, which will have the, the service relayed into it. And also, there is a, an on-man crash with changing facilities if you need that. Um, I'm going to ask Julia to come up now and give our reading for this morning. Good morning. The reading is taken from Matthew chapter 22 verses 1 to 14. The parable of the wedding feast. And again Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry and sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was, and he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of the Lord. So we've looked at this, this parable that, that Jesus speaks to the Pharisees to really act as a warning. You know, it's a, it's a stark parable when we look at it. There's this gracious, generous invitation that comes from the king, and it comes again and again and again. But what stands out in this parable to me is the, the responses. You know, there's, there's, there's ways to miss the party. And we have three ways that, that, that come out really clearly that I just want to spend a little bit of time on thinking about. First, we see those who refuse God by paying no attention. They refuse God by paying no attention. Now, in this part of the world at this time, there is more people than ever on the, on the census when asked, what is your religion, will tick the box, none. 
We are in the age of none when it comes to religious thought. More and more people have no thought for a God, have no thought for their Creator, and no, no bent towards thinking about Him. You know, we, we live in such busy times, don't we? We live in, in lives that are just non-stop. We are on the go from morning till night with, with work and with entertainment and with running from one place to the next, from kids' club to kids' club to kids' club. We are amused and entertained with social media and box sets and, and work. Work is a constant thing for so many of us, and it can become all-consuming. Now, this can be something that we just find ourselves in, but it's also a means of keeping our attention away from that, which it should be on. You know, Christians and non-Christians alike can fall into this trap of paying no attention to God after being given the gracious invitation that the servants came with. You know, we see the, the, the people going to their farms and going to their business because they thought these things were better. You know, the, the, the Pharisees would have laughed at how foolish that was when they knew the wonder of the party that they had been invited to, but yet we do the same, don't we? So often we forget what is valuable, we forget what is important, we forget the, the wonder of the party that God has invited us to, that we have been invited to His very presence, but we are too easily satisfied. As people, we are too easily satisfied with the trinkets of this world. I had a neighbor who, who once, in fact, many times, only half-joking would say, you know, he who with the most toys, he who dies with most toys wins. As he was out in his, in his garden fixing up his, his camper van so he could go out on another trip and adding more things to it, in itself not a bad thing to do, but his philosophy was this is the most important thing in life. If I can gather enough toys for myself, well then, that's satisfaction. And we're just far too easily satisfied. You know, C.S. Lewis, he, he gave the, the story of the little boy who was playing in this, this mud pit, making mud pies, and wallowingly, wallowing happily in the mud, because he couldn't imagine how much better the invitation to a holiday at the beach was. You know, so often that's how we treat the invitation to come to God. Whether you have never come to God, you're not a Christian, but you've had some people telling you, maybe you should come to church, maybe you should read the Bible with me, but you're too busy with life and with work and with pleasure. I want to say to you, you're too easily satisfied. You need to pay attention to the invitation that has been given to you. And as a Christian, the same applies. You know, we're, we're guilty of paying no attention to the invitation to come again to God. Because the life of a Christian is not just a, a one-time turning to God. It's an everyday coming to God. It's a day-by-day -day returning to God, knowing that He is the one that provides life and deep satisfaction in all things. He is the one that we will live eternally with for. Um, we, we need to pay attention. 
That's the, the first mistake that the people in this parable made was to refuse God by paying no attention. The second one was maybe a bit more obvious. You know, the, the ones who, who actually took hold of the servants and they beat them up and they killed them. They acted, they reacted angrily to the invitation that was made to them. They, they didn't want to hear it because they didn't want to be told that there was something on offer that they couldn't satisfy by themselves. They didn't want to know that there was another king because they were kings of their own lives and they didn't want anybody intruding into their life. They were quite happy being their own king and they didn't want to come into the presence of the king of kings. And, and we can so often do that as well. If we are, if we are in our hearts refusing to come to God because our lives will have to change somehow, if we are refusing to come to God to kneel before Him and recognize that He is in fact the one who's in charge of us and we're not in charge, we can react angrily. And, and you know, we can also see more and more the world reacting angrily to the invitation to come to God. You know, we, we see it in, in, in verbal abuse and we see it in cold shoulders being given. We also see it in violent acts. And we see that more and more across the world as well. You know, we see parts of the world where people are killed for telling people about Jesus. People lose their lives because there is an angry reaction People may refuse this invitation to come to the living God and to serve Him as King. People don't want to hear this news because they want to remain King. And we here, where we are, need to be prepared to be people who go and tell people about Jesus, even in the face of what might be an angry reaction. There is the third, third way that we see that the invitation is refused. So there, there was the, those who refused by, by paying no attention. There was those who refused by lashing out angrily. Then we see this third group, this third man in this story who actually accepts the invitation, but he accepts it on his own terms. You know, there's, there's those who will be quite happy to acknowledge that there is a God, there is a higher power. There is, there is something or someone above them, and, and it wouldn't, be a, wouldn't it be a good thing to, to come to this God? And surely if I want to come to, to this God, I can come on my own terms. Just wanting to go to God should be enough, many people argue. And, and you can go your way, and I'll go my way, and we'll, we'll both happily meet God wherever we want. But this story tells us that we do not get to come to this king on our own terms. There is one right way. There is only one right way. You know, we can accept the invitation, but we also must wear the right clothes that we've been talking about earlier. You know, so many of us want to, to wear the clothes of our own best efforts. We want to come to God saying, look, I know I'm not perfect, but surely I'm good enough. I'm not perfect, but look at all the good stuff I've done. I go to church a fair bit. I read the Bible. I, you know, I pray to you sometimes. 
Surely that's enough. What else could you possibly want, God? And there's others who will say, well, all religions, they're basically the same. They all just lead up different paths up a mountain to the same God. The Bible tells a very different story. This parable tells an exclusive way into the presence of God, that we cannot come dressed in our own best efforts. We cannot try on whichever religious duties or whichever religious rituals seem the best to us. God says we must come to Him accepting the invitation and wearing the clothes of Jesus' righteousness. Our best efforts, as we've already touched on, are filthy rags. If we seek to come to God on our own terms, this parable has a really stark ending. If we choose to come to God on our own terms, we see what happens to this man who, who comes best in the, dressed in the clothes that he thought were best. You know, he's, he's cast out into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is a description of what it is to be separated from God when we try to come to Him on our terms. We need to come in repentance, knowing that we are sinners, knowing that there is nothing that we can do to earn our way into God's favor, knowing that there is no religious rituals. There is no form of words that we can say that will convince God that we are good enough. All we can do is come and seek forgiveness and ask to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Because what comes with the invitation to all of us is an invitation to come and a pair of clothes to wear. And we must take both. You see what happens in this parable when somebody tries to come to God without coming through Christ. We must come to God through Christ. He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life No one comes to the Father except through Him, dressed in His righteousness. This parable finishes, Jesus finishes by saying, many are called, few are chosen. And we see how widespread the invitation to come to God is in this parable. It goes far and wide to everybody, good and bad, without exception. Only those who come dressed in the robes that the King provides are chosen. And that is how this morning we must come to God. We cannot come to Him on our own terms. And when we do come to Him dressed in the righteousness of Christ, we can come with absolute certainty that we will be with Him. We will enjoy this feast that is described for us in the Bible, this, this joyous time that is in eternity, and we cannot even grasp how wonderful a thing it is. Let us remind ourselves how wonderful a thing this invitation is, so that we would pay attention, so that we wouldn't rebel against it, so that we would come to God on His terms, clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Let me pray, and then we're going to sing a song. Heavenly Father, we, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for this parable that Jesus taught to cut to the heart. It cuts to our hearts this morning, and it, and it convicts us, but it also, it also encourages us 
knowing that you are a God who comes even to us. Whatever we have done, however we have messed up, Lord, the invitation to come to your presence and to to celebrate with you comes to us. Lord, would you help us to pay attention to just how marvelous a thing this is. Help us not to get distracted by what may go on today and tomorrow and the next day. Lord, help us to to keep things in perspective so that we would know the wonder and the glory of what it is you invite us to. And Lord, help us to come to you through Jesus Christ. Help us to come to you knowing that we are sinners, but we have the offer of new clothes in Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that he lived a perfect life. He was spotless and pure and obeyed you perfectly in the way that we never could. And he died in the place that we should have died. He took the punishment for our sin. And now if we come to you through Jesus, we are clothed with his righteousness. We are covered and we can come to you acceptable and pure because of all that Jesus has done. Lord, would you help us this morning to come to you and to know your forgiveness. Father, we thank you for the children among us. We thank you for how precious they are to you. We thank you that that your invitation comes even to them at such a young age. And we pray that they, at this young age, would know the wonder, know what precious thing it is to be invited to come to God through Jesus. And we pray that they would do that and be saved. Father, we we thank you for the work that goes on from this church and from other churches in schools. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that SU provides us to to go into schools and to, to tell children the message of the gospel, this invitation to come to you and to know you as King. Father, would you help us as a church to encourage one another Help us to support one another when we are struggling, when we are weak, when we are tempted to think that the things of this world offer more than you do. Lord, would you help us to remember and help us to be satisfied in Christ. Father, for those who are, who are struggling with sickness and with grief, of many kinds at this time, would you comfort them? Would you comfort them by knowing that you invite them to come to you? And Lord, for those of us who have come to you before, help us to continue coming to you day by day for our satisfaction and our salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen.